Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 1220 KDOW is proud to present the podcast of Real Life Lending on Money 2.0. Now here's financial services expert Eric Elovsky-McKay. Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name is Eric McKay. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years. Currently the Northern California Area Manager for Essex Mortgage, and I run the beautiful Loan Center here, as well as the best part of my job is sitting across the kitchen table with uh, listeners like yourself, getting them back into the home's ownership, whether it's your first, second, or 20th in property. This is what we do here. This place uh, is, uh, this show is all about you, the consumer. I started it three years ago, uh, started up in Sacramento, kind of growing the show throughout Northern California ever since. Uh, because of my sheer frustration listening to the East Coast media about how difficult it was to get a mortgage, how our real estate market sucked. It was just a terrible idea. It was a terrible investment. You needed an 800 FICO score. You needed 80% down payment. And after all my frustration, I decided to uh, come back on air and provide an outlet for you, the consumer, to give us a call, to ask questions, find out what's real, what's not. Uh, we all know that uh, back in the day, you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a real estate agent or a mortgage lender. Uh, but thankfully, the market's kind of thinned out. To those of us that have stuck around and been through, um, well, see, I've been down through three downturns in my 27 years of being in this industry. It always will recover, and it always will uh, work itself out. And again, if you have any questions, if you're in the middle of a purchase, you're thinking about buying a house, or you're in the middle of a refinance, and you just have a question, give me a call. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. 925-203-5808 is the call-in number to the show. 925-203-5808. And again, that's our text line as well. If you're driving and you can't call or you're at work, give us a text. 91, I'm sorry, 925-203-5808. You can always visit us at our website, reallifelending.com. Again, reallifelending.com. And shoot me an email. Give me a show topic. But hopefully give us a call. We're going to have some fun. We got a lot of text questions the last show we did. I've got a few of them left over, but let's make it kind of an open mic night. Give us a call, ask your questions, and I'm here to help. A little bit about Essex Mortgage. We are a direct lender. We are the bank. We make all funding decisions in-house. Allows us to do some some unique things that maybe other lenders can't. Uh, which and we've been in business about 29 years. Uh, currently fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. Doesn't make us a big box bank, and we're thankful for that every day. Um, and again, this place is all about you. Give us a call, text me with questions, 925-203-5808. I'm born and bred in the Bay Area. I know the market really well. And one of the things that came across my desk this week was, was kind of made me laugh. It's, who remembers uh, driving through uh, the area back in the 90s and two, early 2000s, homes from low 400s, low 500s? Well, we actually had something come across my desk that uh, is, 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 is kind of made me laugh. Billboard says everything you need to know about absurdity of San Francisco real estate. I don't know how absurd it is, but I think it's kind of great. But that uh, actually says new homes in San Francisco from the low one millions. 
Now, if you're a real estate agent out there and you're local in San Francisco, I'd love to get your idea of where the market is. We are still the number one real estate market in the country. Again, San Francisco, number one, growing the fastest, getting about 110% of asking price currently, but it is still a strong market. Um, so I thought that was funny. Um, one of the things that I think is really important that uh, our listeners understand is that even though you may be renting and you may be paying $4,500 a month in rent for that one-bedroom place, I think it's really important to really take a step back and say, yeah, Eric, I can't buy. I'm priced out of the market. I get this all the time, especially from our San Francisco listeners because uh, we know the median price in San Francisco is around one3 uh, you get further out, it drops to 800 And that's the biggest thing uh, I think that people have to, to keep in mind. And I actually have an article that came out, uh, and the title is How a millennial, a millennial Fought Her Way to Post-Recession Home Loan. And there's some good points and there's some bad points. You know that if you listen to the show, I pick them both. Um, this basically describes a, a young lady who started the mortgage process, got turned down initially because she had some student loan debt and wasn't making the payments and worked on her credit. But I think the biggest thing to take away from this article is that she learned to work away from her job location and work out on the fringe. And some of the times, and here, here's a personal story. Um, back in 1978, when I was a very young young boy, and uh, my dad transferred here from Pennsylvania, job was in San Francisco, and um, looked at the prices in San Francisco coming from a modest means in the in, in outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Decided that we needed to move outside, across the tunnel, under the tunnel, uh, through the Caldecott, out into the East Bay. Uh, grew up um, in Danville. Dad paid $105,000 for his house in 1978 because he couldn't afford anything in the Bay Area. Listen, folks, and I think that's one of the things that's hardest to get over is that, yes, we like to live where we work, but sometimes buying on the fringe is a, op- a great opportunity. And it gets back to one of the questions that I got a text question on uh, late last week, and I wanted to get to it today, is that there are some rules. And one of the, one of the questions we had was, how far can I buy away from my work and still count as a primary residence? And I know that some lenders have overlays that say 75 miles. It can't be over 60 miles. It has to, and that's there's really Fannie, Freddie, and HUD FHA conventional. Uh, most of the loans that, that are written really have no set guideline, but it does have to make sense. We all probably know a super commuter that commutes from uh, Sacramento, Elk Grove, Folsom, down to San Francisco to work. I have a next door neighbor that's a firefighter in Santa Cruz. And his job is about 106 miles away. And there's no set rules. Uh, so that's one of the things I want to make sure. There's no set guideline written in Fannie or Freddie or HUD's rule book. It does have to make sense. We may need a letter from your employer acknowledging that it's okay. They understand you're, work, you're living this far away. Uh, maybe you can telecommute a couple days a week. But as long as it makes sense... And in this particular firefighter's uh, uh, situation, he he works three on, four off, uh, three twenty fours, and it makes sense for him as long as the underwriter and it makes sense because we understand lenders are not they, we understand that that home prices in San Francisco for somebody starting out out of college is difficult, and if you know you listen to some of the agents that I've had on here, Jessica Couch or Kelly Griggs, we all know that uh, you know you can buy much more outside the city. And even back in the day when Danville was looked at cheap, you know, what, what happens if you bought in 1978 uh, in Danville? What do you think it's worth now? So keep that in mind, folks. Always be on the lookout for fringe opportunities. You don't have to live in, a, in the city and say, well, I'm just going to be a renter all my life because I really can't afford to buy. 
That is not the mindset. We are here to help you. Um, but basically, this this article talks about how this young lady uh, fought her way through the rule book, and, and it's fair to some point and not fair to some others. But um, it talks about how ownership uh, dropped after 2006 and the tight credit restrictions. And this is one of the things, the, the, the criteria that I hear that is complained about all the time. And that's and, and the complaint in this article is that Banks are requiring to verify a borrower's ability to repay. It also established a minimum criteria, including employment, current debt obligations, and credit history. They say that that's, like, that, that's a bad thing. Uh, listen, folks, underwriting guidelines today make sense. They are basically common sense. We will loan you money if we can, you can prove that you can pay it back and that you have a good history of making payments. Uh, remember, folks... The minimum FICO score that we'll fund on an FHA loan is 600. The minimum FICO score we'll fund a loan on for a conventional loan is 620. Now, that doesn't mean just because you have a 600 or a 620 FICO score that you need to go out and buy a house. But it's the whole picture. And that's one of the things I think is really important to come to one of our workshops, uh, our, our homebuyer events, and really kind of figure out what you can do. There's nothing more than renting. And listen, folks, California, Sacramento, Bay Area, number one and two in the nation for rent increases. 16% increase in some of our markets from rent from 2015. That is huge. Uh, so why not fix the cost of your housing? And I think that's one of the things, the good things that this article actually touched his base on. Um, but it, it goes through as how she was scarred by the recession. She took part-time jobs. She was overqualified for the jobs she took. And none of this is really surprising. But what I think is really great about it is she, she realized what situation she was in. She talked to somebody Talked to a good lender, it looks like, in this article. They worked on her credit. They told her exactly what she needed to do in order to be qualified, and she did it. They talk about moving out to the fringe areas to be more affordable, scrimping and saving. That is a key. Sacrifice is a good thing, young people out there. Finding a, a way to stop paying your landlord's mortgage is a good thing. And one of the things that I, I, we talk about a lot here on the show is actually before you even start looking for a house, you know, give us a call. Give a lender a call. Go through uh, here at Essex Mortgage. We have a fully underwritten pre-approval. We can take your income, look at your credit, advise you on what we can use of your part of your income. We can use what we can't. What you'll need to qualify based on the payment that you you want to make. Make sure that the payment comfort is there. We'll look at your down payment programs. We'll look at how much money you have. Any gift funds available. Down payment assistance programs out there. These are the things that we want you to identify a lot. We want you to know how much you're going to be paying a month when you buy a house. We want you to know how much money it's going to cost you to close on that house. And we want you to be comfortable with all those things. So one of the things that we do is you can jump on the website, reallifelending.com, pull out an application. We'll ask for some documentation. Within 24 hours, we can take all of the questions away. We can actually send you a fully underwritten pre-approval to you and your agent, and you can go out and start looking for a house. Um, here's a text question from Rhonda. It says, Eric, I'm currently separated. Can I buy a home by myself? Good question. We run across this time to time. Uh, couples might be separated or in the middle of a divorce and it's not final yet. And the rules are such. If there's a formal agreement filed with the court, meaning that, uh, that, that initiates to your financials, who gets what, who's responsible for what, then it's possible. Normally a final divorce decree will be required in order uh, to fund any type of real estate loan unless a formal agreement is filed with the court and stamped that pertains to who's responsible for what a financial obligation. 
That is the way that works. Now, remember, California is a community property state. You buy a house and you're in the middle of a divorce, theoretically your husband can lay claim to that house. He's going to actually have to sign a, a spousal waiver before we close on that transaction to actually uh, protect you and the lender from him attaching that. So um, good question. Uh, and again, these are questions that, that are all brought up during our pre-approval process to try to identify any hurdles that we may have and kind of work on them going forward. Good question, Rhonda. Um, you know, rates, everybody knows and listens to the show how much I hate to talk about rates, but we're probably at a, th- at a three-month low. Uh, I think that uh, it is a great time to look about getting rid of mortgage insurance. Um, I've got uh, a question here coming in, uh, but this is from Stan, and I think I'm going to wait till after the break to hit his um, his uh, question. So hold on, Stan. Uh, but rates, you know, don't get caught up on rate. APR is what the true cost of your loan is. But I'll be honest with you, rates in the mid threes, uh, low threes for government loans is a great time. So if you've purchased... 12 months ago and you're paying mortgage insurance, now is the time to talk to a lender to get rid of them. We're saving people hundreds each month, thousands each year. And Stan, after the break, when we come back, I'm going to get to your question. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. We'll be right back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending here on KDOW. My name's Eric McKay, and before the break, uh, Stan had texted me a question, but again, this is Open Lines Night. We're kind of having fun, and we're texting questions. If you want to get a hold of us, give us a call, 925-203-5808. Again, 925-203-5808. You can call or text. It'll go right to my producer and get you on the air. Uh, Stan, Stan writes, uh, Eric, I purchased my home six months ago. I completed a major rehab. I want to refinance to remove mortgage insurance. Is there a wait period? You know, that's a good question because a lot of folks bought right, and you make your money in real estate when you buy, uh, might have bought right, did a rehab, possibly uh, wanted I have a client that was planning on flipping it, liked it so much, wanted to stay. Uh, but um, uh, especially if you're getting rid of mortgage insurance, uh, obviously anything over, uh, when you borrow money, anything over 80% loan to value, in other words, if you don't put 20% down, you're going to have some type of mortgage insurance on your loan, whether it's conventional or FHA is always. Um, but this is a great question because people are really surprised. Most loan officers and lenders will tell you, yeah, when you reach 80% loan to value or 78% loan to value, it'll, uh, mortgage insurance will automatically fall off. You can call and petition your lender at any time to do that. Well, that's not really the case. And one of the things you really have to ask your lender when you're signing those loan docs and your loan has mortgage insurance on them, ask them what factor they are using and how long you're required to keep that on your loan. Uh, sometimes... Uh, you will be required to keep that on for as many as three years, uh, regardless of what the market does, regardless of what uh, the uh, uh, loan-to-value is. Because when you're buying mortgage insurance on a loan, the lender acquires mortgage insurance from a third party, and there's a premium involved, and they average that out over years for you to premium. So that's the premium against your mortgage uh, to, to be performing. So the lender buys insurance, that premium, it's borrower paid, it's spread out on a monthly payment, that's what you're paying. Now you can sometimes bought, pay that off. Uh, some lenders will require you if you want to get out early to pay it off, uh, which I've seen said, well, if you want to get rid of it, you got to pay this much. Well, I, I really, honestly, folks, it, it's, a, it's a good question. And I don't think a lot of loan officers are educated on this. Most people think that um, 
Uh, it's only, uh, yeah, as soon as I reach that 70%, if I, if I get a good appraisal next month, I can ask for it to go. Not the case. So always ask those questions up front. It's really important uh, that, uh, that you know that. Uh, as you know, if an FHA loan, mortgage insurance will never fall off unless you purchase or refinance. If you put 10% down, it'll fall off in 12 years. Um, and you're never going to keep your FHA loan for more than three or four years. So um, keep that in mind, folks. Good question, Stan. Uh, one of the things that I think, you know, we talk about how strong our market is here and, and how fortunate we are. I'll tell you what, if you want a deal, Kauai is the place to go. Uh, home sales jumped uh, this year, but median prices dropped. And this is really surprising on Kauai. Uh, you know, those of you that uh, are familiar with that market, it was really strong during the, during the, the boom. Uh, really dropped off. Some of the outer islands like Kauai had some problems. But uh, last year was strong. And in fact, uh, the number of single-family homes sold in Kauai in March, which is last month, uh, grew more than 50%, but the median price fell by 30%. So let's think about that. So 52 houses sold in the Garden Isle last month. It's like 52.9% more than the 34 homes sold March of 2015, but the median price dropped to 683500 from 967500 last year. That is a good deal. Uh, median price fell on all of Hawaii, uh, Kauai's five regions by double digits, while Lahui saw the more price than double from 885 to 390 Wow. So, again, if you want to find some deals on a vacation home, Kauai is the place to buy right now. It looks like we got another text question coming in. It says, um, Eric, can I purchase a home without my wife? Her credit is not very good. I won't use the word that he uses, but uh, that's a good question. The answer is yes. You can purchase if you're married, even though California is a community property state. We do this quite often. Maybe your wife, uh, your significant other or husband, maybe have had a foreclosure or a short sale or a BK before you met them, and they're not able to purchase today. So yes, the only difference is we will qualify you on a conventional loan just on your income. Uh, and your wife will sign a spousal waiver giving up her rights at uh, at close of escrow. Doesn't mean you can't add her on the property after close of escrow, but a lender is going to require the property be titled as to the borrowers that are borrowing the funds initially. Uh, now, it's a little different on an FHA loan or a government-sponsored loan or even a, a VA loan in that uh, your wife does not have to be on the loan, does not have to credit qualify, but we will require a credit report and count her liabilities in your debt-to-income ratio on any government loan, which would be FHA, USDA, VA, um, and any Chidat products out there. So that's a good question. Uh, and, and and that's why applying for a mortgage is so specific. That's why you, know, I, I, you hear such broad statements made on some of these shows, and it really is an individual thing based on your criteria, your family's criteria, and what your goals are. That's why getting a fully underwritten pre-approval here at Essex Mortgage is really important. Folks, this is the night. We're having open mic night, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. Text or call. You're listening to Real Life Lending. We'll be right back after this. All right, folks, wake up. You're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. Today we're having some fun. Got the text line open, 925-203-5808. Call or text with any of your real estate or lending questions, 925-203-5808. Got a question in from Robin Concord. It says, Eric, can I purchase a home uh, using my VA for $1 million? Uh, good question. Uh, most everybody thinks in a go- obviously um, 
when you're applying for a VA loan, you, a veteran gives us his DD-214, his discharge summary. We contact the VA and get a certificate of eligibility. Now, VA uh, will insure the loan up to the county loan limits. And in the Bay Area, $625,500 is the loan limit. They will guarantee up to that purchase price and loan, uh, Now, obviously with funding fee attached to that. Now, um, the best thing is, is that VA will allow you to purchase over that. In fact, I've done a $1.5 million uh, VA loan, and I think they'll go up to around $2 million. But here's how that works. Uh, it's not going to be 100% financing. Let's say the uh, uh, loan limit in your county is six twenty-five. dollars You want to buy a million-dollar house. That's $625,000 max guarantee. So there's a $375,000 difference. You would have to bring in, as a form of a down payment, 25% of that $375,000. So anything over the county loan limit and the county loan that you live in would have, you would have to be bringing in 25% of the difference between purchase price. Does that make sense? So, and that is a good question. And I still think sellers out there don't turn down a VA loan offer. It is uh, the, the best loan program. I got to tell you, the, the, the veterans that I work with get everything to me immediately and they are the best borrowers to work with. And it's actually the least defaulted loan in our industry is a VA loan. And I know some of the sellers out there and agents, you can give us a call to, to get your input on there. You know, sellers are reluctant to take a VA offer. They think, ah, it's going to be too stringent. It's going to be too many guidelines. I hear I have to pay some closing costs. That is just not so. We can get around all, we call them VA non-allowables. The veteran can't pay certain closing costs. We'll credit them uh, as a lender credit, so you don't have to. The only difference is a clear pest. The VA uh, Veterans Administration requires a clear pest report um, uh, at close of escrow. That is the only difference. And I got to tell you, folks, it really upsets me when I hear an agent's getting a, having a hard time getting a VA offer accepted. Um, it is a really solid deal, and I, I, in fact, if you're a seller out there and you have some questions and you're concerned about what your obligations are on accepting a VA offer, give me a call personally. I'd like to talk to you, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. And that kind of gets to my next question. It's from, from um, looks like Mike, can't read his, the text. It says, on a, on a VA loan, does all pest work need to be done, all sections? And the answer is yes. Clear pest means clear pest meaning that the Veterans Administration will acquire a clear pass nose, Section 1, 2, or 3. Uh, and that's the only difference. Uh, and i got to tell you, it shouldn't be a big hindrance for you. Uh, I will tell you this, is that the VA loans are pricing better than just about anything else out there. And if you're a veteran out there and you want to get pre-approved, give me a call. We've been working with the Veterans Administration for over 20 years. You don't have to stay online for two hours on the 800 number getting your certificate of eligibility. We'll do all that for you. Give us a call at 925 203 5808. Uh, here's a question from uh, Dan. Says, uh, my son wants me to co-sign for his new home purchase. What does that entail? Well, it means just what you think. Uh, you're going to be on that note. You're going to be responsible for that payment. If he does not uh, make it, it is an obligation, uh, and it, it we get this request all the time. It is done correctly, and as long as you're aware of what's going on, it's 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 a great and I, we do this all the time because uh, VA will allow or FHA will allow non occupied co borrowers to help sons, grandsons, family members purchase a home. We're also allowing on a new conventional loan, the new home home ready uh, and home possible products from Fannie and Freddie will allow a non-occupied co-borrower on a conventional loan where your mortgage insurance will fall off. In fact, when I come back, 
I'm going to tell you all about that program and how it's, I think it's going to really push FHA to the side. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220. Again, give us a call with all your questions, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. Call or text. We've got some text questions coming in. We'll get to them when we come back. All right, folks, welcome back to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance. My name's Eric McKay. Tonight we're having an open night, Mike Knight. Uh, call in or text your questions, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. I've got a text question here. It says, what's the best way to evaluate an investment property there's no name but you know what before i answer that i think i'm going to bring jessica couch online hi jessica welcome to the show hello how are you i'm doing well jessica remind everybody who you are and what you do full-time realtor um i really enjoy helping people cash flow with investment properties um especially folks in bay area that are able to really make something work in sacramento county um, or outlying counties from sacramento um so 916-532-8916 would be the number to call if you are looking for something that will cash flow and do more for you than what you're going to find um, a typical credit union or right now a lot of stocks and bonds are producing. We, we can make more in real estate. I know we've, uh, we're going to get to some, I guess, some properties in a little bit, but I know this text question just came in. The best way to evaluate an investment property, and obviously that's return on investment, and everybody thinks right. the, makes the mistake of thinking that the purchase price is their investment, and that's not really the case. It's the cash that you have into it. So your down payment, closing costs, that is the cash that you're investing, and a return on investment is all of your, your profit, your rents, minus your mortgage payment, and any, any maintenance on that property. But we're seeing... I know Jessica that that we get uh, so many calls when you're on when you're on the uh, on the phone about talking about specific properties that we're seeing right. 10, 12, 14% return on investments in some of the areas that we're working in. True, very true. And I think it's it's surprising that those numbers are still available because people hear about tight inventory and they hear that you know there's not much available and they're going to get beat out. I think I have nine in escrow, including the one we got in today for um, an investment property. They are out there. Um, it's a and that's actually a listener. <laughs> yes. That's actually a listener oh, to our show out. from Tracy that actually got into a contract on a duplex today. Correct. And we were one of three offers and we were awarded the winning bid on the duplex. Like, there are deals out there and they are available. It's a matter of having somebody who's um, going to go to work for you every single day that's really living this living it, breathing it, really in the mix of things to find the best deal for you. And what's the purchase price on that property? It is $235. I've got it. I'm pulling it up. $235. What are the rents on those two units? Currently, Remember? they're getting $890. Um, I am positive side. we get at least 950 per side. Yeah. So almost two grand a month, uh, and their mortgage payment's going to be around thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars principal interest tax and insurance. So that right. is a, ha- a home run, cash flowing day one, having somebody else pay off your investment and just acquiring equity every month that those payments are made. And I know, you know, being from the Bay Area, it's tough to cash flow, you know, on and at this price range, and if you could find it, but. Uh, you seem to be finding them all over. You know, I know that we've got a few of them out there that are in contract. I think you have three this week, three multi-unit properties in, com- in contract this week, right? Correct. And about 
four other single family residences. There, I just uh, had dinner with a client. She was saying the same thing. You know, I heard that it was really low inventory, and I have friends at work, and they haven't been able to get a place. But I've said it is true. There is tight inventory, but it's a matter of really working with somebody who's living and breathing the market and really out there searching every single day. When something comes on, you can't wait until the weekend to look at it. There will be multiple offers come Wednesday if it comes on Monday. It's a matter of being early bird. It's it's not a, a magic um, secret. It, it's it's being early bird and being you know really living it and breathing it, being aware of what our market holds. And it's about the team you have in place. We talk about it all the time, making sure that yes. you, first of all, you, you've gotten pre-approved. You know what's going to happen. You know what your payment's going to be. But more importantly, identify any issues that are going to come up and any product changes that we need to know. And that way, you're going to be able to 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 know exactly what your return on investment, what your what your monthly take home, what your margin is going to be on that investment property. And I think that's what's really important about working with the right people. We say it all the time, you know, communication is everything in our industry, but making the fir- being there first is the most important because those deals, I know you find some off-market deals, but the deals that are listed, they Correct. go quick. I know yeah, you've got I'm a couple properties with- tonight to talk about. Yes, I do. I have um, a duplex. Purchase price is 169 on the duplex, and the rent is a total of 1250 a month. Now, for someone who wants to take this property as is, they could take $10,000 off the purchase price and get this for $159 if they wanted to save themselves and do some work themselves. So great opportunity for sweat equity for someone who's handy or for somebody who has a team in place, maybe a general contractor, someone who knows what they're doing, who can get in and fix some of these things. You could take $10,000 off purchase price. Uh, That's great. And again... You're looking at a really small mortgage payment, uh, 20% down, uh, and you're getting 1200 bucks a month in rent. Solid deal. Jessica, what else do you have for us? I have a triplex that's going to come back on the market with a clear pest, new paint. Uh, two of the units have already been updated with new paint, new carpet, new appliances. Um, one of the units is older. These units bring in a total of $2,075. So a really good deal at 219 and the duplex I mentioned could be purchased in combination, um, which is the way I ran the numbers this last week when I was showing the property, which would sure. give you a total of right about 370 but it would also give you a total of um, almost 3300 in rent a month. And this is one of the things you don't have to buy it as an investment property. You know, we talked I talked earlier about in the show about the millennials getting back into home ownership and maybe moving away from their job market to find something that's more affordable for them. But what a great idea is to become a homeowner uh, a landlord and an investor in one transaction, and you can use the future rents of these units to help you qualify for the loan. So it's great for people who are on fixed income, whether it's you're trying to get back into the market. But uh, you know, we talk about investment property, return on investment. But why not buy a four unit, live in one, and rent the others out, and and have positive cash flow each month? We have another client doing that right now, selling their single-family residence and looking for a fourplex. So their their mortgage payment is essentially made through way of rent each month. Absolutely. I, I think it's a Absolutely. terrific idea that I just think not everybody's in that mindset to, to think that way. But for somebody approaching retirement or wanting to be able to um, retire a little early, this could be a real solution. Jessica, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to reach you and see some of these properties or maybe find the right property for them? You can call or text, and I'd be happy to send you a list so you can see for yourself where these properties are, 
um, you know, where they're located, what neighborhood, see the interior photos. We were lucky enough to mention a property last week for 99000 Thank you very much, listeners. I was able to write two offers on that, and we are in contract. Um, so I appreciate the business that comes from the show. <laughs> if there is something that you think will work for you in cash flow, call, text me, and I'm happy to get you a list of those, those photos and areas you can see for yourself. Great. Thanks, Jessica, for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You bet. All right, folks, uh, you can always reach Jessica. Give us a call at reallifelending.com, but we'll be right back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. Thank you for all the questions. I've got a few coming in yet, but I wanted to uh, kind of take some time just to provide a success story. We actually had a listener uh, call us um, uh, about a month ago, <clears throat> a little over a month ago, maybe maybe a month and a half ago, and was interested, just got married, interested in getting back to the home market. They'd lost a home previously, uh, didn't have any money for down payment, uh, but had heard me speak about our grant program. And, um, you know, I met with him, did some credit work, uh, got him ready to buy. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a unique story, but it was it was actually all the all the stars came together. And, and um, I, I want to thank them for their business. And thanks for listening. This is why I do this, because I got a really nice uh, thank you here in the mail today. And I do appreciate that unnecessary. But this is a couple uh, got married, um, looking to buy again, first home together. Uh, both had lost a home previously. Um, they made some good money. Um you know, and, and they were priced out of their income, kind of precluded them from any of the other down payment assistance programs out there, such as CHADAP or some of the county programs out there that have a, a very small limited cap on income to qualify. Or our, our HELP grant program, uh, they were able to purchase with a um, an FHA loan um, with a 5% grant, covered all the closing costs. I'm sorry, covered most all the down payment, some of the closing costs. Down payment on an FHA loan is 3.5%. Uh, the grant was five, so it covered some closing costs. We got a three percent seller credit from the seller for closing costs, and they put a thousand dollars in earnest money, wrote a check to escrow when they uh, made the offer. Uh, we closed on I think it was last Friday, and four hundred and five thousand dollar purchase price. They got a grant free, no repayment, no recapture of funds. The nonprofit wrote a check, sent it to escrow for almost twenty thousand dollars. Uh, uh, it's 5% of the final loan amount, your loan amount plus your mortgage, upfront mortgage insurance, that they never have to repay back. Uh, you don't have to be a first-time homebuyer. You can own other property. And they actually went, signed their paperwork, and they got their $1,000 earnest money check that they wrote. So all they really came out of pocket was for the, cop, the cost of the appraisal, their inspections, and they bought a $405,000 house. Now, some agents find it difficult to get seller credits uh, for closing costs. Jessica's great. We've got three on my desk that have 3%. I've, I've seen it happening more and more. If you're speaking with an agent that they're saying that that's impossible, have them give me a call. Uh, because I'm not saying just, you know, if, if you don't have down payment, you should go out and buy a house. These folks had decent credit. They had great income. Um, the, our grant program allows up to $136,000 of income. Um, on our grant program throughout the Bay Area. So it's a great way to get into home ownership, folks. And the greatest thing about it is you can sell that loan, you can sell that house next year or refinance out of it, and you don't have to pay that back, unlike CHADAP and some of the other down payment assistance programs, which are silent seconds. I call them interest bombs, accruing interest on title, 
And even though there's no payment, when you refinance or sell, you have to pay that off. So we have two grants, nonprofit grants in-house. It's called the HELP and our Sapphire program. And we fund them in-house. We're not brokering them anywhere. We are a direct lender. And it's a great program. And if you're interested and you stop, want to stop paying rent, give me a call. Go through the pre-approval process, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. Or visit reallifelending.com. That's reallifelending.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.